Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. This week on the show, we're talking about what is the middle path. Uh, if you move in circles of yoga, meditation, anything remotely related to spirituality, especially anything that is connected to the Buddha, um, but in all different walks and circles that I've been a part of, you hear people talking about the middle path. And often with the middle path, in my experience, it's people excusing their excessive drinking, like, you know, everything in moderation, including moderation, ha ha ha, let's have another drink, like that kind of thing. And well, that's a cute description of what walking the middle path is, and that may work for you, and hey, who am I to judge? Uh, but in my experience, the middle path is something that can be seen as a simple, simple teaching that is incredibly profound. Um, and those are always the best teachings, aren't they? So we unpacked that one a bit this week. It was a lot of fun to do. I'm looking forward to sharing the episode with y'all. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Seed Apparel, who makes super dope hemp pants, super stylish, super fun to rock around uh, in, you know, whether you're skateboarding, rock climbing, doing yoga, uh, hanging with your homies on the stoop in the summer, uh, of course, social distancing, whatever it is that you participate in. Uh, Seed makes great stuff. So check them out. I am Seed on Instagram or theseedstore.ca. We're so grateful to have them as a sponsor for the show. Also want to give a shout out to Minds Dye, who makes custom dyed whatever you want. That's what custom means. Haha. <laughs> uh, head wraps, um, hoodies, bed sheets, you name it, they dye it. Um, check them out. Minds Dye. They're on Instagram. They're on the Etsy store. They have been a sponsor for some time now too and make really great stuff. So thank you, Minds Dye and the Seed Store. Uh, or seed apparel <laughs> you make this uh, job of ours that much more uh, enjoyable by supporting us with your incredible uh, artisan clothing that we get to wear and represent so thank you thank you thank you um, if you love what we do here on the show please rate us review us and share us with your friends so we can reach more people with these reasonings and teachings if you want to get deeper into involvement with the community uh, please join us at tiagoprem.com become a member of the dharmic devotion program um, and also, if that's something that you're not in a place to financially do right now, it's all good. We have a community-funded class. It goes up on Saturday at tiagoprem.com backslash content, and you can practice that one. Um, it's supported by the community. We've, we took a vote, and we decided that it will come out, be available for everybody, whether you're able to financially contribute or not at this time. Those of you who are able to financially contribute, thank you so much for supporting us. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you want more information on how to do that, just go to tiagoprem.com backslash classes and you can get involved and be a part of what we do. You also get access to one exclusive class and something called Union of Sound, which is a lot of fun. It's an, uh, usually an hour long class where we share teachings and we share music. It's kind of like a radio show, but video format. Um, and I'm thinking about putting that also out audio format exclusively for Dharmic Devotion uh, contributors. 
Um, if you want to catch some free content and you're not in a place to contribute financially right now, it's all good. Or maybe you are contributing and you just want more content. Uh, YouTube's a, bit, a great place to check it out. I'm putting a lot of energy there. Uh, so check out youtube.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh. Subscribe, uh, share that with your friends. We do some pretty great stuff. New, new videos come out Thursday. Usually they're the video version of these podcasts. And also Friday, a little something called Punky Reggae Party, where I share spiritual teachings. And those spiritual teachings are supported by punk rock, hardcore music, and reggae and dub music, two of the musics or genres of music that have really supported me to be who I am today. It's a lot of fun. Those come out on Fridays. So lots of information, I know. Uh, but thanks. If you're still with me, you're still listening uh, up to this point. I am so thankful that you're here with me. And uh, let's get to the program. What is the middle path right here on Revealing the Diamond? All right. Such a blessing to be here. I was thinking about this week a lot about how so much has been unearthed during this time. And it always carries these pairs of opposites. I was reading, uh, somebody was talking about the Gyan Mudra. And the Gyan Mudra in many traditions has been seen as a, a mudra of wisdom. And it's sort of the idea is you're bringing this Jupiter finger, the finger of knowledge to the earth. You've seen it in paintings from different traditions. You've probably practiced it in your yoga sessions, uh, seen it in paintings, that kind of thing. Movies, even little kids, you know, they do it. Um, and then I was reading that there are people who uh, are involved in like satanic groups who use this symbol as a symbol of like 666 or the mark of the beast and the fear channel, right? So there's always this negative and positive. And so the question I want to pose is, is that if this is a symbol of knowledge coming to earth, wisdom, if it's also a symbol of fear and divisiveness. Underneath the surface of that, what is deciding the, the power that that... It's a mudra, which means gesture. What is the deciding factor? The deciding factor is the intention of the person who's making the symbol. And what are they being guided by? Is your intention to experience the interconnectedness of all of life, the interdependentness of all of life, to be a channel of blessing, to be a channel of um, sharing, a channel of wisdom, a channel of love, a channel of compassion? Or is your in intention to gain power, to lord over to cause suffering and it sounds very simple when we think about it in terms of this example but i want it to be simple uh just for the foundation and then you know also look at this the uh, swastika the swastika is a symbol of peace in, in india and many buddhist tra uh, traditions and uh, other uh, Hindu traditions and different groups, symbol of peace and prosperity. And then uh, Hitler reversed it 
He didn't leave it as it is. He reversed it and used the symbol to generate um, evil, harm, fear, control. And one may say, oh, it's just a symbol. And in some sense, that's true. But in another sense, it's the you're generating your uh, creator within you, the creator within you, and using these symbols to create power within and around. And then think about that is happening in everything that you do. Every thought is generating power, generating the, it holds within it the capacity to create. How's that? And so you have to be very clear about what is coming out. And then, you know, it's not something to feel guilty about because you're going to cause harm. Many great masters have been clear about that. I'm trying to work on the languaging around masters. I, it comes from the Asian tradition. So let's, if you have any good suggestions for words that would be better for that, let's say, call it like uh, many of the great sages, of uh, many of the great wisdom carriers. I like that. Many of the great wisdom carriers for now uh, have been clear that you're going to cause some suffering in this life. But how much suffering are you willing to cause? And I've been noticing that what's been happening lately is, is that there's two sort of sides to this story, is that there are people who genuinely see the pain and suffering of this world and are doing their best to elevate, to uplift, to exalt love. And then there are other people who are using that language of love, love and light, and those sorts of things uh, to mask or silence the pain of others. And there's always, like Bob Marley said, half the story's never been told. There's always these two sides to every story that's happening, just like we're explaining now. So what what gives it the power, you know? Is it really love? That's one thing to consider. That's why I have in the practices to go, you know, is this embody the energy and character of word, sound, and power at its essence, you know, and feel it. You have a great sense sensing system. You live in a human body that has 37 trillion cells in it. And those 37 trillion cells are receptors. They're receiving information, not just on the biological level, which is a miracle in and of itself, but on all levels, spiritual level, you know, emotional level, mental level, 37 trillion cells acting as receptors. And that's going to require some pretty dedicated uh, clarity to be like, okay, what's coming in? What's going out? What's coming in? What's going out? And those of you who are doing work like this, you know that you want to live in a world that is prosperous for all, that is filled with love for all. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to face challenge. We're not ignoring the work that has to be done. It's massive work. Massive. There's no question about that. But at the same time, when people hear you talking about this 
elevated intention to exalt love, to reside in a frequency of blessing. If you're not, you know, in that space with strength, people are going to tear you down. And they're going to tell you that love can't do it and you're bypassing. And, and sometimes that may be true. That's the nature of two sides to the coin. You know, sometimes you may be missing the point. But it's never all or nothing. And it's up to you to have the dedication to stand in that, I'm here to exalt love, I'm here to serve, I'm here to create. And when someone comes to test your foundation, test the cornerstone, are you going to be able to say, I know that this is coming. You don't have to say it. Are you going to be able to know, to hear and know when someone's saying, yeah, love's not enough. Look at the world. It's too fucked up, man. There's nothing we can do. Are you going to be able to hold space for that person in their pain without joining them in their doubt? Join them in their pain from a place of love. Join them in a way that is I'm doing everything that I can to understand this person's pain so that I can exalt love, reside in frequency of blessing, bring healing, even if it means just listening. You know, it's okay to have differing opinions. That I mean, that is part of love. You know, if you're going to be a parent, you're not going to like the same music as your kids. You know, you don't have to correct them or tell them that their taste is no good. I heard this story from Kevin Seconds, the uh, from the band Seven Seconds, An amazing band. If you haven't heard them, I definitely recommend checking them out. And uh, he told this story about when he was young, his mom was like a hippie, and and he was starting to get into punk rock. And this is like at the time of punk rock, not not in the nineties. Like Sex Pistols had just come out, and his mom was pretty free thinking and encouraged the kids to think for themselves and you know, they were not, not forced to go to school or to participate in the system in that way unless they felt called and they wanted to do something. And I really admire that. But he said, you know, obviously he was rebellious towards his mom. It's just, it's natural, two sides to the coin, to try and find the middle ground. And so he came home with a Sex Pistols record and he put it on. And he said, to this day, he said, I still thank my mom for this. His mom comes home, Sex Pistols is blasting, super, you know, offensive, even for a free-thinking hippie at the time. And um, she comes in, and he's expecting her to be like, what is this? You know, turn it off, or whatever. Loud. You know, by today's standards, you know, it still holds up, that, that first Sex Pistols record as, you know, being pretty aggressive. I mean, things changed a lot since then, but pretty you know like we mean what we say kind of sound and um his mom just came in she listened for a moment and she just laughed and left the room and he th said to this day he thanks his mom for that because it he felt like that moment gave him permission to pursue his passion in music and to know that he was supported, not by her saying like, I'll buy you a guitar or I'll get you to the lesson. Just the openness of this is important to him. It's funny to me, but it's important to him. So here we are. And we are 
facing tests like that all the time, you know, where it's like, make it your intention to bring the highest good in every situation. And there may be criticism of your attempts to do so because we're not perfect, but we're doing our best and we're doing practices. We're using sound. We're, we're connecting with sound that's elevating us and bringing us into the frequency of blessing, making us warriors for justice and, and making us better parents and making us uh, connected to the earth. And sound is such a huge part of that. So that when we're, you know, I was at my daughter's uh, basketball camp the other day and they said, you know, to the kids at the end, they said, you know, think of a basketball player that you admire. And then they said, how do you think they got to where they are? And it's like, you know, they practiced and they trained and they, all of those things. And then they said, what do you think was the most important skill that got them to where they are? Oh, dribbling, shooting the three. Steph Curry's really brought that into the game. And, you know, the answer is same answer that we work on here in yoga. And this is why people in professional sports are doing yoga and meditation. What's the answer? Number one skill, listening. The ability to listen, the ability to hear where somebody's coming from and really hear. And you may not agree and they may not agree with you and that's okay. But we, we've gotten to these vacuums of I'm only going to listen to what I agree with. And it's causing a lot of friction. And I, I think that the Buddha's teachings of the middle path are as important to, as ever. And, I, and I'm not talking about you know, moderation in your drinking, that's the middle path. I'm not talking about that. That gets confused. I'm talking about the middle path where you can see both sides of the road. And there's some value here and there's some value here. And you're navigating it from a place of wisdom, from seeing the whole picture. That's what I mean by the middle path. And that's what we do in the exercises. We're really tuning in on listening. We're letting the music that's picked specifically to teach through the lyrics and sound. We're learning to listen to the, the body as we move with the breath and we pay a little closer attention to what's really going on. And we're developing a practice of awareness. That's the middle path. So that when we're meted by, when we're met by, I don't agree with that, or this person hurt me, or I'm mad at that, or... You know, we don't just go, oh, don't want to go there. Or we don't go parading in with the sword, not connected to the heart, just chopping heads off, you know, metaphorically speaking. We go, all right, something's got to be done about this. And how are we going to move from a place skillfully, from a heart-centered place, from a place of strength, a strong navel, knowing who we are, and a clear mind? And that's what this training is for. That's what this work is all about. So shall we give it a go? All right, give thanks. <laughs>